Welcome back to Let's Talk. Today, you're in for a treat. We're doing part one of a metaphysical group discussion on past lives based on two books. Uh, get ready. It's going to be an interesting ride. I'm Dr. Tracy Latz, integrative psychiatrist. host, Dr. Tracy Latz, the creator of Latz Talk. In tonight's discussion, we have a group, but we also have my co-author, Dr. Marion Ross, PhD, a transpersonal psychologist who is here with me. She is also helping lead this part of part one. This metaphysical group discussion on past lives is in two parts. Why? Because this part is audio. The other part two of this talk is actually needing to be in video because you will experience the art of remembering, which is a slideshow whereby you are given uh, a taste of some possible door openings to previous lives or other dimensional experiences you may have had. So get ready. We'll discuss what we're leading up to in this part one. Part two will be after this. Enjoy. Well, welcome everyone. This is our metaphysical meetup discussion group. Today we are discussing a couple of topics. We are talking about uh, Many Lives, Many Masters, uh, which is uh, a book that looks at uh, a patient of a psychiatrist who uh, realized after a while, much to his shock, that she actually was describing or having issues related to a previous lifetime. And then we also were reading this, this month, uh, Bringers of the Dawn, Teachings from the Pleiadians. And... Uh, that looks at also reincarnation issues, but from a little different perspective. So for some people, it may have blown their mind and some that may have been very excited. Uh, anyway, we're here to discuss it and then we'll do the art of remembering. How do you remember your past? Who didn't believe in past lives before that does now or still doesn't? I've always believed in them since I was very young. Did you remember them? No, I just always was fascinated by the topic and somehow knew, you know, then you get indoctrinated into the church dogma, you know, and you start to repress that stuff. But yeah, I've always had a fascination with it. Do you know that in Orthodox Judaism, uh, there was always reincarnation? Well, yeah, I think the Catholic they decided Church to took get it out. together. It was the same thing in Christianity until what was the Edict of Constantinople? Yeah. When they decided if people weren't going to uh, come back again, then they had to focus on fear and, you know. Yes, give it all. Power. But if people were coming back again anyway, they didn't have that kind of power anymore. It's about control. It's about power and control. 
But in every religion, it was pretty prevalent, especially in mm-hmm. Hinduism and Jainism and Buddhism. You know, in college, I know, having to study world religions, we talked about that uh, mm-hmm. in, you know, looking at the Buddhism and and the instructor used to kind of joke, you know, who wants to come back as a tree? And he's like, I'm coming back as a cheeseburger. You know? And so, you know, so that was that was the biggest amount of really thinking about it. But I do remember very powerfully the first time I ever read Many Lives, Many Masters. And it really, to me, was like, wow, wow, especially as a psychiatrist, because the fellow was a psychiatrist and I certainly understood his fear about writing about it or talking about it. Didn't it take him 10 years to reveal it? And then he got fired from Johns Hopkins. He was removed from chair Mm -hmm. and uh, from a very prestigious career, but he could no longer sit on it. He was being pushed and and that comes up in the book. You know, he talks about this. I think they said he was in the, he said he was, he was in the shower when he felt this powerful urge that he had to sit down and write. Right. So anyone have any thoughts they want to share? Any aha moments, feelings, one way or the other? Um, well, I know for me, I've, I've heard of the book. This is my first time joining you guys. I just seen the, I seen the advertisement on um, Meetup and it's things I'm interested in. I haven't read it yet. My boyfriend read it. He loves it. <laughs> so we discussed Where this Where is he? How come he's not on the call? I just let him know. I said, I'm actually on a Zoom call where they're talking about many lives and many masters. He's like, oh, that's great. So I think I'm going to send him the link if he's not busy. No, but, yeah, come on. Come on. He loves, like, he's read a ton of books, so this is right up his alley. I'm just learning. I'm a baby in this, but I appreciate just being here. You know what? You're not a baby in this, otherwise you wouldn't be on the call. You're just going to start remembering. (laughs) Thank you. You are not a baby. You're meant to be here. Thank you. Thank you. You're an advanced being. You got to step into it. We're thrilled to have you here. We're all, we all learn from one another. Yeah, there are no masters here. So, you know, nobody here has burst into a bright light and disappeared. <laughs> I tried I yesterday, think, it didn't happen. I just I got think a the sunburn. two of you <laughs> sometime. <laughs> no. oh, okay, cool. that's great that you've joined us. Uh, have you had any, anyone had any recollections of the past life, like in dreams or in waking hours? Yeah, go on, Laura. You know, there's so many times that I dream of a flood, like this humongous tidal wave. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it just, I have certain recurring dreams and that's one of them. I don't know if that's an indication. I think it is. I have a recurring dream that I'm in this very special house with a tunnel that goes to another house and it's super complicated. And I have this dream very often and I'm sure I'm not dreaming. I think I'm just going to a parallel reality. But remember, there is no past life because everything is happening now. Everything is simultaneous. It's just on a different timeline. So do we understand dimensions? Should we explain that? Yes, explain dimensions. I think of it as a spiral. And you, you sense that you are here and we're all talking with one another. But there is a timeline that spirals around us. We we think it is a one-way linear we think in linear time but it really is all sort of happening now and you take slices of it so when you 
recall or go through uh, either a past life regression or have something sort of trigger a memory of something that happened in a previous lifetime, uh, it, it becomes really very powerful, like an aha moment. And we can shift what's going on in our life now by interacting with those previous lifetimes or other dimensional lifetimes that we are experiencing because our oversoul is wanting to learn as much as possible, especially in this earth school, because we have time here, which is very important because in some other dimensions, there is not that element of time, okay? When we have element of time, we can change our mind in our life that we're experiencing right now. So we have time to start to create something and then go, wait a minute, I don't think I wanna do that. Maybe it's not a good idea. Or we were starting to dance in some very negative energy and we make a different decision. We go cancel, cancel, I don't want that. Instead, I want to create this or focus on these positive things and not go out with this negative intention or not very compassionate intention for either myself or for someone well, else. The first thing you need is awareness. You need to be aware of where you are, how you're creating in the moment. Are you creating from this lifetime, a past lifetime, past anxieties, anxiety of the future? You have to know where you are and start mastering your little monkey mind, and which we you, all have. When you practice, with meditation or practice sitting with some things that either help you feel more centered. For instance, like Kenyatta, you felt pulled to be involved in this call. And it's because something called to you uh, possibly from a different timeline or from a previous time where you had connected with us or other people in other timelines, our soul. Because, you know, when you read many lives, many masters, we, a lot of people travel together in different lifetimes or interact with each other in different ways in different lifetimes because we are here to support each other or learn from each other, or maybe we're all on a team and we're all here now because this is a very powerful time to be here. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that the idea was to read many lives, many masters, which comes from this, wow, what a strange idea perspective. And hey. <laughs> also decided, hey. decided to add in bringers of the dawn, which puts it in a cosmic perspective that there is, you know, we, we get so wrapped up in everything that's going on here. And, you know, literally this week here, you know, you turn on the news and it's like the world's gone insane. But, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> we are so much, there's so much more going on in the cosmos. And that's what Bringers of the Dawn reminds us is we are supported beyond here. In, in not only spiritually supported, we are cosmically supported by these other very loving, other dimensional 
beings, the Pleiadians, if you will. And a lot of so people- We're, we're a, um, a microcosm of the macrocosm. We're just this little speck, but there's a huge world of other beings and other planets and other universes around us. And Earth is our big is the big experiment, at least for the Milky Way. So they're all interested. And the Pleiadians are mentioned in every spiritual major text. Well, Plato also talked about the Pleiadians and others. So I mean it's coming from everything. Having grown up in the Bible Belt, you know, everyone kind of brings up the Bible and, and you know, well, I don't know, Dr. Latz, this, you know, might go against my beliefs. And I'll go, well, you know, look in the Bible where, where it talks about uh, there is, is there no love as sweet as the Pleiades, nor the ties that bind like Orion? And that's not just, uh, you know, someone's looking up at the, up at the stars and uh, isn't that sweet, that grouping of stars that we know of as, as the Pleiades. Uh, wow, isn't that sweet? Isn't there love coming from that? No, it, it's written on many levels, just like Jesus spoke on many levels to his disciples, which is why we kind of go in and say, boy, that's a lot of parables. I don't get it because you have to take it deeper and deeper. And that's what people in ancient mysteries uh, tradition would do is sort of really make it personal for yourself and take it deeper and look at it on every level. But the Pleiades, the, the, the energy from that, which is what the bringers of the dawn is written from that perspective is such a sweet energy that shows up anytime there is great healing going on anytime there is a need for compassion or there is a group of people beginning to encompass and step into their heart and being in compassion that's when the pleiadians come in the room you know so people... let me give an example <laughs> um terry you're gonna love this dad was and is almost on his deathbed it was like a week before he was gonna die and tracy was in town and she did a healing for him and howard said the pleiadians are there well he wouldn't know what a pleiadian but was. they were totally unspiritual were. and the pleiadians were there and he actually said that and the strange no idea thing, he asked for for me to work on him because I I would never approach your father to do that. <laughs> so he but, knew the Pleiadians were there and he was totally unspiritual. Yeah. So and you can see them faintly in corners when you're teaching. They're around and you can ask for them to come in. So even if in you corners. don't believe in all of this stuff, uh, if you just suspend your disbelief for a few hours and call them in in meditation, you're going to feel it. What do they look like in corners? Sort of like shadow. Like shadow. Yeah, they're like ethereal. Not, they're very not tall. shadow. They're more like a, a light, very tall. tall. The tall light, tall skinny. Light. Uh, yeah. but, but a sweet light, like a sweet, mm -hmm. as opposed to a. Oh my goodness. A neon light. Like Enoch coming in are melt like Melchizedek, it's like, it's a very electric. The Pleiadians are very loving and calm. And 
they, they will hold you. I mean, they will just hold the energy for you. And they love to come in when there is teaching going on. They like to come in, um, much like someone named Artemis who will come in and sort of watch and just sort of check things out. We'll try not to meddle, but we'll support. If you're enjoying this podcast, check out the Shift Your Life podcast. Unleash your inner power to create the life you want to live. Also, check out shiftyourlife.com. So none of these guys meddle. You have so many spirits and angels and whatever around, even if you don't believe it. If you ask for help, they come. If you don't ask for help, they don't come because you have free will to ask for help and they don't impinge on it. So the thing that's really important is that if you need help, you've got cosmic help available 24-7. You're never alone. You've got SOS Cosmos, but you have to ask. So people say, I, I don't believe that I have it, but they've never asked. And then they've never been still enough to be able to feel it. That's really exciting to know. I'm just, because like I said, I'm just learning about this. Do any of you guys channel the Pleiadians? I, like I, I have at times, um, mm -hmm. more when I'm doing healing processes, they are the first ones to come into the room. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm closer with a, a Melchizedekian. Oh, okay, group. okay. Um, but I love the Pleiadians. I just love them. So find out as much as you can about them and then just get in touch with them and they'll talk to you. Okay, I will. I've been thinking about it. I've been kind of nervous about it, you know, because of course, like I, I grew up in the South. So I'm releasing <laughs> a lot of those, you know, that past mindset. But cancel, lately, cancel. I say cancel, cancel and go on. Cancel. Okay, I, I'll do cancel, that. Yeah. Cancel those thoughts and just move on. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I know that'll help. But I'm excited about even um, getting in contact with the Pleiadians because this is something as far as this year, I've been working so hard on just that loving energy healing healing work, which you guys are talking about what they represent. And that's oh, really oh, what I want in my if life. If you think about it, everyone needs loving energy right now because the world is so harsh and people are so on edge and yes. it's hard to have healthy relationships right now in a lot of ways. So they help you become more compassionate and more loving yourself. Mm -hmm. and that's you been the message of the week for me. I've heard love yourself. That's something I've heard. Yes. <laughs> I heard that too. <laughs> that's amazing. So yeah. Well, it's hard to really love anyone else unless you love yourself. So yes, that's true. Yeah. You have to be open to love. You have to be open to give and receive love freely. So if you just set that up as an affirmation during when you wake up in the morning, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for this. And by the way, then you do that affirmation. So let me hear you say that information. Uh, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to experience and, this. And I love myself. <laughs> I love myself deeply. I give and receive love freely. You got to feel it. Yes. If okay. you don't believe it. Pretend you feel it. Your brain doesn't know the difference between a lie and the truth. Okay, yes. So just be grateful. I give and receive love freely and you can put your hands on your heart and your subconscious will start believing it. Well, to yes. also to understand that 
you know, to truly understand that meaning of a cross. It's not like this, oh my God, someone was up on a cross. It is this idea of as above, so below, because I am animating this body. I am not this body, but I am animating it through breath of God, through my soul, animating this. So that's as above, so below. So that's this way. And then I come through my heart, opening up to give with my right side and to receive from my left. So that way I am almost like a cross in energy, bringing my love, manifesting, animating this earth of my body here in this earth school so that I can learn through my relationship with people and make sure that I am not out of balance, that I'm not giving, giving, giving and never allowing myself to receive and not taking, taking, taking and never giving, but being balanced through my heart. Because when I truly get that I am you and you are me, then when I do for you, I do for me. And when I do for me, I do for you. So I don't have to sit in all this fear of, of we shouldn't share because there's limited resources because we understand there's enough for everybody if we all can stop grabbling to be the possessor or owner of everything. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of understanding who we really are from a cosmic standpoint, because as you do connect with previous lifetimes, you can become aware of, of emanations of yourself, experiences of yourself, not just in a different time zone, timeline here in this earth school, but also different timelines in this other dimension. Because, you know, there's so much more going on right here than just me and space and air. There is another door here, like another dimension, and there's stuff going on over here. Because we are talking about great teachings, we have others who are watching what we're doing, kind of going, ooh, what are they going to do with this? What are they going to do with this? You know, how can we shift consciousness by meeting in groups not out of fear, but being in our heart and standing in the truth of who we are and then sharing that in the world, our energy of who we are using discretion. Because yes, I too, I grew up in North Carolina, <laughs> Eastern North Carolina, you know, where, where everyone was excited I was gonna be a doctor. And then they got very unexcited when they heard I was gonna be a psychiatrist because anyone who's right with God should not need to talk to a psychiatrist, <laughs> you know? So I get it. So you use discretion. You don't throw pearls before swine. And that parable is used again in that great text, that metaphysical text known as the Bible, uh, because when we share our pearls with people who aren't going to get it, and we pretty much knew they weren't going to get it, they're going to gobble it up. When we say like swine doesn't mean we're going, ah, you're just a pig. It means a lower consciousness that will gobble, take in, and poop out, not integrate it, not get an aha moment and move forward with it. 
So this is where we use discretion. You know, sometimes if we talk about, you know, there are some people I could go to today and go, let me talk to you. We're talking about past lives, you know, and some people would freak out. They'd go to fear. Now, if I've taken someone to fear, I've done a not good thing, a very not good thing, because the way that we shift and raise the consciousness of our own self and that's our goal. How much can we raise our own consciousness in this emanation, this lifetime where I am Tracy as a female white in Southern United States? You know, uh, how much can I raise my consciousness here? You know, we're all very lucky that we are here because if we had been born and emanating in a country where now the girls can't even go to school. You can't gather, you can't talk about things. You know, the big thing in the news, you can't wear, you have to wear your head covered in a certain way, or you might be in trouble, you might be in jail, or you might be dead. So we need to be aware and mindful of stepping up in a way of to the best that we can be getting out of fear and connecting with like-minded people. Why would you do that? Because when you have people that are at the same vibration level as you are or higher, then we will begin to resonate or vibrate at the frequency of the people we hang around. I can't tell you how many people will come and they'll have a great discussion and talk, this is great, I'm now gonna go hang out with my, all my, old people that are all, you know, they're, they're doing all these things. They're angry. They're fighting. They're doing all this. I'm stuff. I'm going to change everyone. That's right. Yeah. I can change them. Well, mm. ha, ha, ha. <laughs> they can also shift your energy lower. So the goal is to have as much self-realization as possible. And that's the beauty of connecting with past lives or past timelines or other emanations of your own soul because you can really tap into the wisdom the collective wisdom that your oversoul has from all these emanations i don't have to go out and do that same dance of Oh yeah, five lifetimes in a row. I went out and chopped my left hand off. For <laughs> I can learn. I don't have to do that because I can learn the lesson. <laughs> so we can learn to have love for ourselves and compassion for ourselves. And there is also something called reversing. Where reversing, can... right? It's an old Kabbalistic idea about reversing. I just tell you that because if you bring up a past life or an issue where you go, oh, I, I don't think I was a good person there. Trust me, we've all not been good people and we've also all been very good people in different lifetimes and our soul is always good. It's the mm -hmm. thoughts and emotions we dance in that carry us down these drama lanes, if you will. But if you get caught up in, oh my goodness, I can't believe that I became aware of this or that that troubles me, you can use that process reversing. And we did put a post on that 
in um, on our website, shiftyourlife.com. Just go to Shift Your Life uh, Reversing. If you're enjoying this edition of Let's Talk, subscribe, share it with your friends, rank us so that we can be raised in our levels to reach even more people. Thanks. Article, it's very good. But basically, you can change everything. You can change things in this life. You can change things in this past, any any past life. I see past lives like a, you have a loaf of bread and then you cut it in several pieces. So you're all that loaf at the same time. You're just dealing with different slices. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> you remember the Rolodexes that we used to have on our oh, yeah. file cabinet? You pull the file cabinet yeah. out and you have all these manila envelopes and each one is carrying one of those lifetimes. So you can even use that imagery to kind of run through some and go back and go, huh, what's this? <laughs> and do a meditation. So. I am. Um, you were talking about, you know, like, the people you hang out with, you know, not trying to save the world. And that was actually one of the things in Bringers and of the Dawn in the chapter. It's an awesome task to carry the light. And services, it's that service is not going out and martyring yourself and saying, I'm going to save you. Service is doing the work yourself and living in such a way that everyone you touch is affected by your journey. Mm. Yes. Totally. And I had another question. Like, I've heard that, like, when you have a major decision, part of you splits off into another dimension. Is that true? Or there are alternate timelines always. So, yes, there can okay. be alternate timelines. For that loaf of bread, <laughs> every slice is a different timeline, right? But it's all okay. here at the same time. It's just with where you're placing your awareness and your consciousness at any given moment. So we're baking up multiple loaves of bread all the time. Yeah. You got like slices going off this way. Just be careful about that with the toaster. That's right. And, <laughs> and, the, and the cats know that. That's why they're always kneading dough. <laughs> well, we all need no dough, but there's enough for everyone. Don't well, I wonder like, things. why am I always in this consciousness? <laughs> You're not. I'm sure when you sleep, you're not. You're probably asking when you're, you're sleeping in another consciousness, why am I always in this consciousness? It's You have to be awareness, awakening your awareness wherever you are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's there's stages you go through. Depends on what you want to focus on. You can set your intention before you go to sleep at night to become aware of where you are and if this is a real lifetime or not a real lifetime, which it is. But uh move your hands during this lifetime do some move your toes so you remember in the morning where you were and what you were doing you can learn how to do it it's called lucid dreaming <laughs> and then you find out that you're in a lot of different dimensions in a day <laughs> i find that i have more experiences um shifting dimensions during my waking hours than i do my sleeping hours i don't I mean, I have dreams that I do remember, but um, I don't know. They just seem like really um, like scatterbrained and random. Mm -hmm. And but like I have these experiences where I I am like shifting realities um, like frequently, I think. Um, so can you give an example? Um, I 
am connected to um, these people on another world, maybe mm -hmm. even the Pleiadians as well. Um, a medium once told me that I have Pleiadian energy. She didn't elaborate, but um, I, I discovered these beings when I started writing my sci-fi series. And I came to a point where I realized that um, started to think or half, half believe that they were real. And it wasn't actually till very recently that I'm like, like I had these experiences. I'm like, they're real. <laughs> like, and who's I'm writing, who's writing your series, you or the beings? <laughs> um, they've told me that I'm a co-creator. Uh -huh. So um, I think I've, I'm connected with them, I think through past lives. Um, that I have spent past lives with them. And there's a couple like key figures that actually um, so far, a couple of them have come through as characters, but they're also, um, um, you know, partners or guides or um, whatever. Um, I, want, I guess this is kind of dealing with like sleeping. Like they're, one of my first experiences like directly with this outside of the writing was one time I was trying to get to sleep and I was having a hard time getting to sleep. And um, I, there's one of, one of these people, um, one of my people came in and um, placed their hand on my head. Like I, in my mind's eye, I saw them placing their hand on my head and then I went to sleep. So like they, that was one example of, of, um, contact and assistance. And there, there are many, many examples, but um, that was one in particular that was like kind of that transition state between waking and, and mm -hmm. sleeping. When, yeah, when you're aware, very aware of those things, because yes, you're not so busy. Mm -hmm. Your mind's quiet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's, this is, it's a good thing that you brought that up because when your mind is quiet, then you're much more aware of other beings and what's going on. In the invisible world, in the invisible world is a heck of a lot more crowded than our normal world. I mean, they're everywhere, but you have to be still and quiet to recognize it generally. Yeah, and or some sort of um, different state. Like I've been reading about channeling. Um, there's this book called The Science of Channeling um, uh, by Dr. Helena Wabe. Mm -hmm. And um, so far, what she's finding is like, some certain types of channeling can happen, you know, through like that, that quiet meditative state. Some are like trance channelers where they, you know, they are, you know, um, more like excited. Um, so like, um, I, I, I think that those states can come about through different, through different means. They do come about, yeah. What you're doing, yeah. Mm -hmm. But just to create an awareness without channeling of the beings being there, it's usually mm -hmm. easier when you're teaching or it's quiet. Mm -hmm. and you're not in the middle of a lot of activities and overwhelmed and a lot mm -hmm. of people channel without even realizing that they've never put the label on it have you ever noticed that when you're with a dear friend or a family member who's very upset and and something just happened and you suddenly are in your heart and you just don't know what to do, but you're suddenly saying the exact thing they need, doing all of this stuff. And they're like, oh my God, that was so helpful. What, thank you for being there. How did you know to say that to me? And you sort of stop and you realize uh, you just went into automatic mode 
because you got into your heart with compassion. And at that point, you opened the gateway for your own soul to channel through you with assistance. And woo, suddenly you know what to do, you know what to say, or you're miraculously running out and doing something that lifting the car off some child that no one should be able to do. And it's because suddenly you are so in your heart for someone else that it just happens. And then people go, why can't I do that for me? You know, everyone because can do it. we throw our own self under the bus. We're like, you know, I suck because, you know, my hair is not done. I should have lost five more pounds. You know, we, we beat ourselves up all the time and we have to learn how to be a little more gentle and compassionate with ourselves because, you know, things are a little prickly out in the realm out there. And, and if we don't have the respite of our own self, to support ourselves, and, you know, see your own self as this beautiful child within you and that you just wrap your arms around and go, oh, honey, it's going to be okay. How do we learn how to be so self-critical and hard on ourselves? Is it just Easy. programming? All you have to do is have a mother. <laughs> <laughs> a sibling, a teacher, friends at school, listen to the news. Keep your ears open. Listen to the collective consciousness. It's everywhere. <laughs> you know, we had like an 85-year-old Qigong master, a Chinese woman, who said, this is what I do every day. I hug myself and I kiss myself, I think, nine times. I love you. I love you. I love you. She does it every day, twice a day. So, you know, I'm thinking that's nuts. So I told my mother to do it. My mother's just, she's very let's say frozen in time, she's not very warm and friendly. So she tried it and she loved it and she actually did it for a week. She said it worked. Remember, your brain doesn't know the difference between a lie and the truth. And the more you continue to say something like that and make it an affirmation, you're training your subconscious mind to believe it. Well, it's like we create. That's what this bringers of the dawn right. talks Part of about. Creation. So what is a lie or the truth? How do you create self-love? <laughs> That's one way to do it. Or just look in the yeah. mirror, look in your eyes and say, I love you. And think of all the wonderful things that uh, you are. And if you can't make anything up, go get a list from the internet and read it into the mirror until you believe yeah. it. And realize you're like an echo chamber that if I want you know, the world to change out here or for people to be more loving to me, I have to start mm -hmm. the echo within myself to bring that to me, to be loving to me and stand in that, that I'm worthy of it. And then suddenly it begins to manifest. You start attracting it and you'll that see your awareness goes to self-love. It's, it's changing your awareness. That was another sentence in this book that I underlined um, in the bringers of the dawn knowing that if you think something it is <laughs> you bring the thought into action and the action is becomes a well we we really don't want beliefs you don't want to have a belief system because that creates judgment but you want to have knowings you know no, you know and you feel that this is right for you because you don't know or feel what's right for anyone else because everyone's different a different energy knowing is unshiftable beliefs change all the time you know i believe that you can change a belief like your underwear i hope 
<laughs> yeah, well, I, I think part of it was it says and having an inner knowing that if you think something it is yeah that was the complete you create the knowing through repetition and, and your soul you know you're really starting to channel your soul again in some, getting out of your brain in some dimensions it literally is i want ice cream boom i'm holding it i want a cup of coffee boom i'm holding it because there wow. are some dimensions where there is the, not that delay in the ethers of that time like we have. So that is the beauty of this earth school is you have time to go, gosh, what did I just tell myself? You know, mm. times <laughs> have we said, God, I wish I would just drop dead. Now, if you were in one of those other dimensions, boom, drop dead. <laughs> But we're still learning. <laughs> so like the, the races, like the Palladians, they're more on that instant manifestation dimension, yes. which is why I understand the importance of life. Right, but they're um, into the loving kindness kind. They don't have the negativity we have. They're never negative. So they can do it. Although it's, it's instantaneous, we'd be, you know, I'd have so much ice cream, I'd weigh 600 pounds. <laughs> In if you believe it. Uh, I believe it. <laughs> I'd be so confused with my beliefs. <laughs> anyway, do you want to do the slides on the art of remembering? Because well, we're getting uh, late and people need to. The one to... thing that freaks some people out, I guess, and bring us in the dawn is where they talk about the Lizzie's and, yes. and, you know, just be aware that there are there's lots of dimensions going on and there are some dimensions that are coming again with that, I want to possess this or whatever. And so again, if the majority of us can stand in our light, we're good, okay? So there's no worries about that, no worries. I am, um, before we go on, I just wanted to add, you know, I started to watch Ancient Aliens again after, <laughs> after this book. And I don't know. I mean, apparently there's like other beings living in the earth too. Like, yeah. Yes, they are. They're living in the inner core of the earth. They're beings all over the place. Yeah. I mean, it was so, so fascinating. I'm reading this book and then all of a sudden I'm watching Ancient Aliens and I'm like, oh my gosh, this Once is all Once it's in your awareness, you'll find out it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then I talked to my father and I said, I wonder why the government even lets that show be on. And he was like, he said the most profound thing. He said, probably because they're wanting us to get used to the fact that we're not alone. <laughs> they well, know actually, the governments stuff. know it. They've known it for ages and they've been yeah. threatening to reveal it, but they never did because they think it's going to cause too much chaos. But I think people know it already. So mm -hmm. why should we be the only ones in the universe? It's crazy. Yeah. I know we're special, but we're not that special. We're not that special. <laughs> we're all special and we're all unique, just like everyone else, right? All right. Now, let me, let me explain about uh, the art of remembering. Um, I have a slideshow that's on a timer. It will stay for four seconds on each slide. I would appreciate it if everyone would hold their reaction and not talk and not, not make noise because I want you to feel 
each image that comes up. If you're enjoying this edition of Let's Talk, subscribe, share it with your friends, rank us so that we can be raised in our levels to reach even more people. Thanks.